You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Buddy, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. What a what a cue-in. I'm like, are do you miss me? Was that was that soon to come? You miss me? I don't think we're there yet, but it could happen theoretically. Mm, I'm not going to make it easy for you. No, you never have. Uh, but <laughs> all, all, look, we talk all the time. It's just we just don't happen to be doing the show. There we go. There we go. For everyone listening, like it's not like we went ghost on one another. Yeah, I tried, but he just keeps texting. I won't let him happen. I won't let it happen. No. So hard. Uh, a lot has happened in the football world, and uh, I thought <laughs> I was. This was originally going to be a list of the ten biggest things of the off season, and then things went nuts earlier this afternoon. So I'm going to add, make this the eleven biggest things to happen in the off season so far. I'm going to go through these, and let's just use this as a let's just use this as a, the way to break down what's happened this off season. Then we could talk a little bit about. You know the incredible moves your Detroit Lions have made, yeah, and uh, yeah. the the wonderful acquisitions from the Philadelphia Eagles. So everyone's doing great. Everyone's doing great. Uh, some of these are going to allude to other ones. So let's let's try to limit the conversation just to the individual player. Okay. Okay. And how he fits, and you'll see why that is relevant when we get to number nine. But uh, number ten. Von Miller leaves the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams for a, a huge deal with the Buffalo Bills. What'd you think about this one? I think it's Von serving Von. It's completely mm-hmm. fine. He experienced the winning culture. He experienced the top of the mountain. And then you go and get paid again if you're Von Miller, especially knowing what it felt like to maybe have your career uh, come to shortened in so mm-hmm. i'm happy about it as far as what i expect uh right now i'm coin flipping the impact six years 120 million 51.3 million guaranteed for mr miller man i mean i'll tell you what he goes from one really good team to another really good team and i do like the fit here i just yeah i'm, I'm a little apprehensive because von miller wasn't quite von miller with the rams yeah, and it's it's been a while. It's been a while since he's been Von Miller, uh, where the shadow, you know, scares you as much as the man. So, you know, in in the one of the, the the thing that usually happens is that the weather either becomes a great ally for your defensive line, your defensive group, or it becomes a great deterrent. I don't know which one for Von it'll be in his current set, stage status. All of those things. Uh, this this one's not on my list. Actually, I, I would argue that the guy who is visiting the Rams right now might be a better player than Von Miller is right now. This could potentially be an upgrade. That is, uh, apparently there's mutual interest between Bobby Wagner and the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Ooh. You gain a better leader. Mm-hmm. And again, more more total game impact as opposed to series by series impact. 
bet yeah, better player, probably better guy. Not saying Von Miller is. Hey, Von Miller raises chickens. I mean, agriculture, man, agriculture. Backbone of this country, Von Miller. Man, still could be. I still take hanging out with Bobby Wagner. Yeah, it's crazy to me um, that I guess we'll talk about Wagner when we talk about another guy a little bit later on this list. But I'm still surprised the Wagner move was made, considering. What they seem to be trying to do, uh, but this is the tightrope we walk in the premise that I set. So <laughs> number nine, uh, and as I said, this is why it becomes difficult to talk about the player and the transaction rather than the greater team aspect of this. Amari Cooper gets traded to the Cleveland Browns. Cooper had 68 catches and eight touchdowns last year. He gets traded effectively uh, for the the Cowboys to move up 39 picks in the sixth round. That's what you do. That's what you, you make, how you make your money as a scouting department and front office is you creep up into the upper sixth round selection. Upper fifth round. Upper fifth round. Oh, now you're talking wizardry. No, I am happy for Amari. Uh, I, I never, I never thought everywhere is a fit for a guy like him. The mm-hmm. situation now, obviously, when we'll talk more about it, situation is going to be a good one. But what can you say? He was with a quarterback that a lot of people will rate in the top 10 mm-hmm. of the league. So, you know, we've seen him tap out, max out. You know, the offense was built to have success, a lot of components, a lot of players. So hopefully this is just a, another good fit, which I think it is because he's – um. He's an easy guy to plug in. Yeah, no, I think the fact that Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in all of football is going to be a good fit for the timing-based offense in Cleveland. Uh, and this led to the butterfly effect of the Browns releasing Jarvis Landry. Do you think you think Juice uh, can be the Juice of old at this point? I think there's space for him to be the Juice of old in terms of racking up uh, high volume. I think that, mm-hmm. one, his work ethic, his ability to get into a wide receiver room slash locker room and uh, set the standard is real. That's a real thing, and that'll get you, one, on the side of your quarterback, on the side of your OC, and that'll get you um, that'll get you receptions. But I think he's still reliable in that sense. I don't want to – same thing that happened with OBJ. I don't want to get uh, too far clouded into what was not in Cleveland when I think we're all discovering the answer of, why the passing game wasn't as prolific as we uh, imagined it would be. They lost Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens is a glue. <laughs> anyway, I think it's French for glue. God. Yeah, Freddie glue. The um, My issue with Landry is he's a field shrinker, so you can only add him to the right team. I think he had the 114th uh, he was number 114 in the NFL in average depth of target, which means, you know, not only is he working in the slot, he's working right past the, those linebackers in that defensive area. He's not opening the field up. And there's an argument to be made that he's actually clogging the field if you have a tight end who you're trying to focus in the offense. Or, you know, if you're a run-heavy team like like Cleveland was, he's draw, he's bringing that safety down uh, to into the box as another another threat to your running back. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's strong analysis, and that's something that I think can be fixed. I think in Miami, uh, we saw, especially in year two and three, we saw some movement outside of the hashes, even though he's working that same depth level, um, mm-hmm. at least get him outside the hashes. Uh, he would tend to run back into the hash marks, <laughs> which was a critique of his prior to heading over to Cleveland. But I think it's, there's a solution, and it has to be schemed. Um, because you're right, it's not like his game's going to change and he's going to add um, that second level or third level route running um, or threat. Like, he's not giving you that deep dig. He's not giving mm-hmm. you the post to bang eight. He's not giving you that stuff. So uh, you, you're going to have to move him, hide him behind your number one guy, motion him, and, uh, and then have him work work that, that uh, eight-yard depth area, that first down area, that in, ahead of the chains work. I mean, hopefully that he can get back into yak form. The craziest thing for me, I was looking at his stats the other day. He has seven seasons where he's caught 70 or more passes. Only three of those resulted in more than a thousand yards receiving. It's been, that is at this point, that is him. Like, which is what you're saying. There's not going to be a, an ultimate transformation of, uh, of transcendent numbers when it comes to, his volume versus, you know, yardage production. That's him. Uh, I don't want to say glorified tight end. It's not to that level. Um, mm-hmm. But at this stage in the game, maybe that's a compliment anyways. But uh, it's really just he has a very specific role in any offense. and It's his skill set. He's not taking the top off. And um, like I said, hopefully what you, what you, would hope, what you were hoping to get in, in younger Landry is yards after the catch. And yeah. uh, we saw none of that in Cleveland. Hope you, you would hope that you would get that back with a fresh start. Feels to me, and you know, we'll talk about why in just a second on, on numerous fronts, actually. But feels like he'd be a great fit in Green Bay right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyone with a, a decent catch radius and, and, and real-time real Pro Bowl experience would be a, a great fit mm-hmm. in Green Bay to me. But specifically to Landry's skill set, you'll get uh, 1.5, 1.8 of the person, you know, out of the three levels that uh, Devontae Adams could play, you'll get about, you know, one and a half to 1.8. Oh, he's not a replacement. No stretch of the imagination. Not at all, but I think the reliability that uh, will maintain Aaron Rodgers, you know, composure as an offensive orchestrator, I think Landry will be right there number eight and this was probably the first domino to kick off the nfl offseason khalil mack gets traded from the chicago bears to the uh, los angeles chargers for a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick this is something i think that's been going on behind the scenes for a a couple years i think khalil mack's just a, a professional in terms of you know his off the field dealings uh, I like the fit. I think he uh, needed um, a new a new outlook on what success could be. He'll mm-hmm. be a leader on that defense who with 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 guys that believe that they can, you know, take that next step. Uh, the AFC is going to be tough. <laughs> it's a tough place yeah. to win and feel successful defensively, even when you're doing the right thing. So you need a guy like Camille Mack, Khalil Mack, who's a disruptor. <laughs> So hopefully um, he gets in, gets comfortable, and starts disrupting. Number seven, 
Matt Ryan traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts for a third round pick. I like it, man. I've been giving Matt Ryan the blues a couple years now, and I can now say clearly that it was not all his fault or any of his fault that the Falcons uh, were such underachievers the past couple of years. But now I'm very, very excited to see him in this new role with another team that is in win now mode mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and his, his presence is completely different than what they recently had. It's a calm. Oh, how you shots fired. Whoa. Hey, 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 Carson's a different guy. I'm not saying it's bad. It's no, it's probably bad. It's different. And uh, Matt Ryan's going to be, uh, he, he's going to, he's going to bring something. I think what I think what happens with the Colts will always happen with the Colts, but I think he's going to, he's going to breathe new life. It's going to be exciting. I think they're going to start off hot uh, and I like it. I'm happy for him. This creates a new record for most dead money by an individual transaction in a single season. The, uh, the Falcons have $40.5 million of dead money because of this Matt Ryan deal against the cap this year. You had to do something. You, 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 you put yourself in a position to be in this position, especially after going after uh, Deshaun Watson. And it was just, you know, wholesale changes. Good luck. We talked about this last year. There was a, you know, my position was that quarterbacks should have gone one, two, three, four in the draft last year. And knowing that just a year later they'd be trading Matt Ryan for a third round pick and incurring forty million dollars of dead cap, it really feels like, and no disrespect to Kyle Pitts, who was unbelievable as a rookie, feels like this pick should have been Mac Jones. We all talked about it. We all talked about it that you do it before you're ready. You do if if you're not doing it at the exact moment or when it's too late, you do it before you're ready. And uh, Atlanta relied a little bit too much on what I don't know um, because the defense wasn't any different. You mm-hmm. knew that coming in. So you get ready and you brace yourself for the, the, the shift, and they didn't. And now, and now look. Number six, Allen Robinson signs with the Los Angeles Rams three years, $46.5 million, which, boy, just a couple of weeks later, that looks like a real bargain. <laughs> the wide receiver market is absolutely insane. I thought for a minute he'd come home to Detroit, to Michigan. I thought he would come to Philadelphia. He would have been great there. But uh, I'm actually liking the, the, the Rams spot for obvious reasons. I think he's a guy that can work. You know, he's a cover two beater by nature. You, got, you love to have it. Yeah. Uh, he can beat man. You know, I, I want to see him uh, in a space where he's, Excited to play again. I think he is one of those guys that will get into his own head uh, and that and it impacts his play. So I think, you know, on the com- converse, uh, he'll be excited week in and week out. Uh, that will that will that will be fun. That'll be fun for the Rams. I'm happy for him. The butterfly effect of this, the Rams then trade Robert Woods to the Tennessee Titans, a guy who has, you know, back to back 90 catch seasons before this year for a 2023 sixth round pick. Basically. They did Robert Woods right. They said, where do you want to get traded to? And they worked out a deal. Yeah, you definitely, Robert Woods was a part of that major shift in the organization, and they needed to do right by him. I'm glad. I don't know what he saw in Tennessee, but good for you. 
get your money, get your space, get a place where you can rediscover. You know, I mean, he, he's been productive. He was productive in Buffalo. He'll find production in Tennessee. Uh, outside of that production, I don't know what you're going to get, but mm-hmm. uh, happy for him. Yeah, he's Jarvis Landry-esque yep. in, in the way he plays. One thousand yards a season in the uh, eighth of his career, nine of his eight of his career. But consistent, catches the ball, does a lot of good things for the he's team. He's a culture guy, too, to, to be mm-hmm. cliche. He's a culture guy. He's Anyone would want a Robert Woods in their locker room, especially in their wide receiver room, where he, he puts blocking as a high priority. Just a good guy to have around. Well, now you have Woods, you have Brown, you have Henry. Boy, is there a lot of pressure on Ryan Tannehill. That's the thing I was kind of hinting at. I'm like, okay, what is it that you believe is in Tennessee? Because Tannehill's in Tennessee from my viewpoint. And I yeah. have a very specific uh, you know, thought pattern on how his ceiling. You know, let's not even talk about what I've seen or what we've seen. Let's talk about the best he can play. And uh, I guess Robert is comfortable with it. Yeah, I... I... Check to see if maybe Robert Woods was from the area, but he's from Gardenia, California. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was home for for a while. So yeah, weird choice, but hey, he has uh, earned the right to make his own decision there and do the damn thing. Um, Russell Wilson, number five. Russell Wilson <laughs> traded to the Denver Broncos. This is. Boy, this was the first real seismic move. Oh, my gosh. And did it stagger me? You know, the yeah. good old Fred Sanford Red Fox stagger. Because I didn't see this coming. I didn't think CeCe wanted to right. be in Denver. You know, and I thought that mattered, the way that they're they're setting up their, their whole household lifestyle branding. But when I look at football, I also didn't see this. I didn't think Denver was in play. I didn't think they'd have the muscle. Uh, and I didn't think he'd waive his old trade for them. Whatever was discussed on the back end, uh, let's get it, I guess, because yeah. I'm a fan of his. So let's see let's see what it turns into. I mean, Jerry Judy's probably very excited. What do you think this does for this uh this Broncos team? Because, you know, they they made this deal without giving up one of the big pieces they were talking about. You have Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, you have KJ Hamler. You have Javante Williams. They they give up Noah. They give up uh, the tight end, but you know they're the pieces in Denver are are pretty crazy right now. That's what I'm saying, man. What I think it's going to be is a the clearest, absolute clearest measuring stick of Russell Wilson's leadership and impact. You've got guys that are ready, guys that are moldable, but they're not. They're young, but not um, inexperienced. Yeah. So if you're a true leader, if you if you're the guy that we think Russell Wilson is, plainly speaking, then mm-hmm. this transforms this offense into, oh, we are moving all at the same pace. We're talking the same language and we are uh, scary to play against week in and week out. So that's my going to be my expectation to start because I actually do believe in Russell. Wilson. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason not to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a really interesting case, though, because I do think, I do think he, oh, this is minor, minor hot take here. I think he's a little overrated. That's the thing. There is, there's a sense of that in the air. Like, you're not off there. There's a sense of that. Like, (laughs) I think he's a really, really good football player, but I think 
I think he's one of the best tier two quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think he's a tier one quarterback. We've played him. He's been an MVP. No, I mean, preseason MVP conversations the last three years. So you know what type of tier you have to be in to be preseason MVP against the names that are typically up there. So I would agree that right now, if anyone's carrying that into 2022 season, that he's overrated. Well, that's isn't that the thing, right? Because you you know we talk about MVP conversations. He's never been on even close to an MVP. You know, he's been what? Uh, he's been offensive player. He's been in the offensive player of the year conversation a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He was number four in the AP offensive player of the year voting in 2019. Number three in 2015. Number four in 2013. We're not talking about an almost MVP. We're talking about an almost offensive player of the year. Yeah, that, that, I, so it's us. It's us. We're overrating him. <laughs> it's us. And that may well be the case. It, with that said, I would have, you know, I was making my peace with yeah. him coming to Philadelphia. There you go. Making my, making my peace. So yeah. I think the crazy thing is that's number five. And really it's, it's number six at this um, number four, you alluded to this one a little bit earlier, but the Green Bay Packers traded wide receiver Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, the the Raiders gave Adams a new five year, hundred and forty one point two five million dollar contract with an annual average salary of twenty eight point two five million, making him for a while the highest paid receiver in the history of the NFL. A ching ching, a ching ching for a little bit, but no football wise. Let me start with that. No, 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 no. Going back to the money, get your money, Devontae. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you got your little chicken as a uh, uh, what is his name? Jeez. I know. Basically, the best running back of all time of our generation. Uh, you're but, talking about Josh Jacobs. <laughs> I really can't believe I'm blanking on this legend's name. He's only a legend in Seattle. Marshawn Lynch. There we go. Yeah, he said something about your chicken and your uh, your mental. And the oh. chicken was mental. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely no way I would have gotten that right. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad you got your scratch, your Skrilla. We're just going to do a bunch of... Um, I refer uh, to it exclusively as Skrilla. There we go. There we go. It, it'll, it'll click with somebody as many different variations of money. But football-wise, man, look... <laughs> Look, and I don't know how long it's been since anyone's mentioned this name in the uh, Northern California area, but this is going to be what we all try to fake like the small production of Henry Ruggs was. Like Uh this is going to be the actual prolific receiver getting the job done, giving David Carr whatever he needs. Former college teammates. Derek Carr. Derek Sorry. Carr. <laughs> older older brother David dating myself there. You don't know but that he's not giving David whatever he needs to. He definitely must be. I think David loves Devontae because Devontae loves his brother. Anyways, this is it. This is the exciting football that we've been waiting for. And guess who's gonna be at the damn helm? Oh, Josh McDaniels, everyone's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's favorite coach. But 
uh, I, I love this move for Devontae. Yeah. For sure. Well, his former team had a fairly big move in their own right. When uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers decided to return to the Green Bay Packers, signing a, a new deal, effectively four years for just under $160 million. I did not know the money that was coming. I actually didn't care. I wanted to know, were you going to come back or not? If you were going to come back, it was going to cost. So what, it cost. Was your, what was your guess? Where did you think he was going to play if he was going to play? I was thinking Green Bay or that Denver connection based on the Denver. offensive coach. Uh, those are my two. I was leaning towards Green Bay because it's a hassle, man. It's a hassle. You are a big, big, big star, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to be one of those things. So, you know, it's cool. I'm glad he's happy. I think he's faux happy, um, especially now. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's capable of being happy. Yeah, he's actually ruining the thing about it that I'd be careful if I was Aaron Rodgers is that each season you play, you open up another area of your personality that we are disgusted by. And we're going yeah. to continue. Yeah, it was not play. a good year for Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't, man. So, you know, hopefully it stays football for him so that we don't even have to address some of this other stuff. Um, and just give us, continue to give us elite level appreciation of his skill set. That's it. I mean, not a good year for Aaron Rodgers, the human being, but uh, back-to-back MVPs or something. Oh, yeah. Just like that other guy. That other guy that used to play quarterback for Green Bay. Never heard of him. Matt Hasselbeck. Great guy. His wife. What? (laughs) I think his wife has more enemies than he does. Yeah, I mean, I look, I don't know. I think Tim Hasselbeck was an eagle for a short period of time. But uh, it's all it's is that is as long as they were an eagle is that what kind of how it goes? Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. That and how much skrilla they make. There we go. The two most important things in life. <laughs> were they an eagle? Amount of skrilla. <laughs> that's how I roll, bud. That's how I roll. Yeah, no, that's legit. It's like somebody put it on a tablet. Stone carve it into a tablet. Do you think it's not outside my house? You're, you've seen it. <laughs> Number two, Thomas Brady retires and then changes his mind. This is my favorite. I think Tom Brady is the perfect person. I think he's perfect for the NFL. I think it's great. I think that he waited more time than we thought he would wait. He passed the window of like, oh, he's going to change it. The way he did it was kind of like um, he came back to the supermarket. To return an item that he didn't mean to buy. Wait, have you ever taken something back to the supermarket? It's very difficult to do. D- have you? That's a yes, then. That's a yes, my brother. Yes, yes. What have you? What have you returned to the supermarket? Okay, this is very interesting because what is the monetary value of something have to be where you're just you're like, no, you know what? I'm not taking the sale. I want this. I'm, I'm not accepting that I spent six dollars on this type of ketchup that I didn't want. Not a chance. Yo, anything like that, any type of treat, condiment that you, can remain unopened and is not perishable. Oh, oh, it's ketchup, open. It's free game. Ketchup is very perishable. I wouldn't take ketchup back because I wouldn't purchase it. Horseradish. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> I butchered that, is, that, that, but I feel like that. I was also, 
I both butchered that and got closer than I expected. To. That's what I'm saying. Like you actually probably uh, sold it to a couple of listeners because yeah, that, I'm, I'm selling. I'm selling Chris Howard a brand Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> the point of it is to be mispronounced. Your brand is exquisite. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If anybody wants to give me two dollars a month, you can get it on my Patreon. <laughs> Oh man! I sent you a packet um, of Chris Ward with a Worcestershire. Oh sauce. man! How do we get here? <laughs> how do we get here? I think we know exactly how we got here. Do <laughs> all right. Um, what's it? What's this mean for the Bucks? Are that are the Bucks legitimate Super Bowl contenders again? No, and that's the thing. Legitimate Super Bowl contenders, sure, not at the same level that they were at all, and that's the hard part. Like they still need pieces. We still got some things to figure out, Bucks Nation. Number one, uh, and again, this is there's a number zero as well from today. And this boy did this happen quickly, and boy has this had a big effect on this household. Deshaun Watson was on his way, I believe, to being an Atlanta Falcon. It seemed like it was going to be done. It was the Falcons or the Saints. We're just waiting to get that, waiting to get the final word. I was at the Cavs Sixers game that what that Wednesday or Thursday, and I was just thinking like, all right, we're we're gonna find out here uh, where where this is gonna happen, what's gonna happen with Watson, and then we get we get the news that the Browns are out. Browns are out of the running. Watson not interested. Then I'm at Home Goods, <laughs> and we get a little Returning change. Get a little change. We get uh, Deshaun Watson now considering the Cleveland Browns. And then I'm at the grocery store and Deshaun Watson has been traded to the Cleveland Browns and arguably the biggest trade in NFL history, rivaling the Herschel Walker deal, three first round picks, a third and another late round pick. And the Browns give him a fully guaranteed five year, $230 million contract, making him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL on average. Can we talk about first? And by can we, I mean I'm gonna. Yeah. Deshaun Watson isn't that good. No, he's good. He's not he's not that good. He's not the he's not blockbuster trade good. He's not ruined the reputation of your your organization good, which, you know, uh, I hope. Oh, and then he did, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean the Browns reputation. <laughs> but, but, at least, but at least it seemed to be trending in the right direction. It it was. It seemed it seemed it, and please, please send my best to your dear. Like I am not Oh, don't worry I'm, about it. She's already announced that she's a Buffalo Bills fan now. I would love to offline to hear her take. But um Yeah, so this is huge in the sense that he's polarizing, but it's he's a That's very, one way to put it. <laughs> He's a very good quarterback. I'd never, and, and this is when I, I mean, on the train, on the Deshaun Watson train, and, and yeah, there was a moment where you're like, is he in the top four? Like, mm. But like, we never got that definitive answer because the, 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 the team he played for all around stunk. And so we're, we're kind of, you know, projecting on what would it be like if he was in a sustainable situation. Do, do we even need all of that? Deshaun Watson. In 2020, I mean, yeah, the Texans won four games. Watson threw for 4,823 yards, 33 touchdowns to seven picks. Yeah, we could do that 
that thing like like that's what I'm like one the numbers I don't know I don't know I know there's guys that could never do that in any situation don't get me wrong but the conflated numbers right so I'm paying attention like that was the, the time where we're like okay and that's up against uh Mahomes Rogers mm-hmm. I mean you got that was the Wilson Breeze at that point Breeze you know so it's like okay so you're clearly so when we're talking are you top four top five yeah 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 yeah. you're in the conversation of super elite but that was it we never got that so that's the beginning we never got that proclamation that exclamation but we're treating it like it's more it's it's the uh the i forgot the how the saying goes ironically but hmm. <laughs> it's like it's it's not the it's not it's still it's there's a trend there's a trend that we have to figure out about him and we never got to figure it out and we're treating him like he's done it, like he's actually already Aaron Rodgers level, who also only has one Super Bowl. But we get it. Like I won't do that. Well, the I'm biggest just saying, problem like, with everything you're saying is we're you're debating the merits of him as a football player, and the much larger problem is the merits of Deshaun Watson, the human being. Well, you couple that, and that's what I mean. You couple that with like being willing to overlook that part. Like he's not that good. And I don't mean he's not good. I mean that good, per, you know, positioned against. It's you're acting like he's the undisputed best quarterback in the league that yeah. we're, we're 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 making these rounds for. And and I mean it's exciting. I think all things included, it being the Browns, Baker Mayfield being a complete washout all of a sudden, you know, first from being the guy to being a washout, mm-hmm. and so all this stuff makes makes Deshaun Watson seem like a savior and just the best thing to ever don the brown and orange but man this is gonna be and he's not even gonna play this year probably that is another crazy element to this is he's almost certainly going to be suspended we just don't know how long um i mean what uh what's his name roethlisberger got six games for allegations and i believe that was one person there are 22 making allegations against Mr. Watson right now. And look, I've read a lot more about these allegations uh, over the past week, as you would imagine, than I had pri- uh, previously. Do I think for, okay, I'm going to preface this with, I believe Deshaun Watson has major problems. And I believe that these claims are a hundred percent legitimate. I think two of the claims are much more serious than the other 20. That's not saying that the other 20 are not problems. They, they certainly are. But I think two of them are the biggest issues. Now, with that said, not, zero is the correct acceptable number for how many serious issues you can have. I think Watson definitely did some stuff that he should not have. He, I think he's definitely going to be suspended. I definitely, you know, and, and this, was, this was a lot of the conversation that we had in the, the hours following this trade. How do you sell the acquisition of Deshaun Watson to a building full of women? And like, you don't, you don't acknowledge them. And that's the, like that's you, the thing. There, there are female trainers in that building. <laughs> you know what? You don't, uh, you let them down. Like, I don't, they, I don't I, even, he 100%, they 100% let them down. There's no question about that. Yeah, like, I don't even know. Like, of course, of course, they're probably coming up with the most professional language they can, they can muster, that they can think of. I don't even want to sit in that seat. 
Yeah. Because whatever they come up with is coded language for we don't care enough. I won't say don't care. Don't care enough to prevent this from being a scenario that you're in. Well, and the great irony of all of this is that one of the big things, one of their big buzzwords uh, that Stefanski and uh, Andrew Berry were preaching in this organization was accountability. Oh, it's one of the buzziest, trendiest words of all time now, Chris. Yeah, and instead, instead, and this is maybe the grossest part of all of this and in a very gross story, when they re-signed him, they structured his contract so that he only had a $1 million base salary this year. That's important because only base salary gets uh, is finable. Not bonuses, not roster bonuses, signing bonuses, or anything else. Only base salary. So while Deshaun Watson will be bringing home, how, $35, $40 million this year, even if he's suspended for the whole year, he's only suspended a million dollars. <laughs> and that's the dis- what some were calling despicable, disgusting, dis- it's gross. and bad taste. Because it's like, you had this conversation with this man, and you said, going to take care of you yeah don't worry don't worry we're gonna and that my friends is what will get you from atlanta hometown reunion to cleveland ohio where you have no relation whatsoever and you have gone out of your way saying in the past you don't like playing in cold weather like this is you're not avoiding that you haven't found a workaround for it you're gonna play in cold weather mostly (laughs) yeah no I, i it I had that thought in my head. Were were the Falcons and Saints unwilling to do that? And is that how he ended up in Cleveland? I'm I'm sure there were it was a complicated situation and there was a number of factors. I think it probably played a part. And it's it's a shame because like I had a ton of respect for Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry. And it's impossible to have that respect anymore. I know the goal is to build a football team, not a you know a choir. But how do you justify this to the, the women in that building? How do you justify that to the female fans? How do you justify that to your your wife or your daughter? That we thought, oh yeah, yeah, this guy he yeah probably sexually assaulted twenty two people, but he's pretty good at throwing a football. There's no there's no way there's no way you you are saying. Like I said, it's hard. It's hard to have the conversation because you could you could come up with the look in the eye, the rub of the hand or the shoulder and say, look, we are making sure. We I don't know that care. I would be rubbing anything know, in right? this relationship. We care. We care about the people, the women in our organization. We care about the women in our lives. We care about the women at large. Yeah, not enough to not bring in a sexual predator. Exactly. The caveat, like the 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 fine print, the silent part is you're still being signed to Sean Watson. Yeah. And can we also address one other aspect of this? I see the people on Twitter saying, and obviously, look, it, it is very much you said he was a polarizing player, for sure. This there are I would I would say more logical responses than illogical to this a lot of cleveland browns fans saying that they just can't they can't in good conscience support the team anymore but you see the other group saying 
well, look, uh, why would he get suspended? Deshaun Watson didn't get, the, they found him innocent. No, they didn't found, find him innocent. There is a giant difference between not being indicted by a grand jury because sexual abuse is the single hardest thing to prove in the entire world. And it also just happens that it's, it happened in a state where that barrier is even higher. Right. Yes. The grand jury couldn't indict him. Right. It doesn't mean and he's not, it doesn't mean he's not guilty. Yes. He and we're probably definitely. is. He's guilty of something. Allegedly. All, <laughs> we're all guilty of something there. Well, that, that's, that'll that's be my true. camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about that time he shoplifted that candy bar when he was so, And I returned it. See, yeah. you can return things to the supermarket. Well, but, uh, there are some genies you can't put back in the bottle, and I think that's, that's where we either. are, right? And, and and I think that you and you you're harping on it, and I think rightfully so. That what do you say to your female constituents of any kind? What, yeah. you know, forget the what message are you sending? Message sent. What is the yeah. continued communication and relationship? Because not only did you sign them, not only did you give them tons of money. He's your starting quarterback, and you're going to have to be loud about how proud you are of him. Yeah, and how you stand behind him, and you, yeah. after speaking to him and hearing his side of the story, yeah, that you believe that he is a good fit for this organization. Man, man, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, man. I all I know is I have to buy a bunch of bills clothes now. You're better for it. Josh Allen ain't going nowhere. Yeah, well, yeah. sadly, neither is Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and uh, after that, the, the Browns go out and get Jacoby Brissett because, you know, they're going to need a quarter, but they're going to need a starting quarterback this year. Yeah, and once you go black. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You throw far too many interceptions? I don't know. Where are you going with that? Ooh, Ooh yes. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, no, no, because because Jameis got his money. I know this is that's number zero. Jameis right? did get his money. Who's who? Uh, th- we'll talk about some of the honorable mentions, I guess, right here. But uh, Jameis Winston, two twenty eight in New Orleans. Yeah, the market's crazy, man. Like afterthought for one second. Next day, you're the coveted, highly paid quarterback. Yeah, when another guy prefers to go to another team for other reasons, uh, all of a sudden there is. It's interesting to watch the the narrative surrounding Baker Mayfield change over yeah. these past couple of weeks because, you know, and I think Greg Rosenthal tweeted that the Browns weren't interested in re-signing Mayfield after he uh, led the team to a playoff win and scored 48 points against the Steelers. Why would they be willing to re-sign him now? That's a fair point. Ooh. I think that there is... There's a lot of stuff we don't know about going on in that locker room. I don't think Baker was very well liked in that locker room. No, and, I don't think so either. You know, it's you just wonder how much of the passing game problems are were related to to Mayfield. Now, last year he was obviously playing through an injury for one reason or another, whether it was his choice or the the coach's choice, but playing through an in- injury that left him completely ineffective. Um. But to that we've gotten to the point where, and granted, some of these trades like Matt Ryan going for a later round pick and all of that stuff, um, we've gotten to the point where people have suggested that the Browns may have to attach a draft pick along with Baker Mayfield to get him off of this team. Oh, 
Who's <laughs> the number one pick? In I the feel draft? bad a little bit, but not a lot. Not enough to where I need to see it. I need to see it follow through. I need this fall from Ohio Grace, Cleveland Grace to fall to to follow through because yeah. he did it to himself, and we could see it. And and at times, I'll speak for myself. At times, I try to excuse it as something else. Uh, but you know, between he and his wife, and just his overall play, just crossed the line in terms of like holding it down as the franchise guy. Yeah. Guy it's going. a, it's a weird fall from grace for sure. It is a really weird fall from grace for Mayfield. And you know, it, like a little bit sad in a way Yeah, because he's like, he's like, yeah, I want to go to the Colts. And they're like, man, eh, we're good. And yeah, then he's no. like, Oh, you know what? Really interested in the Panthers. <laughs> the Panthers are like, Oh, pump the brakes there, buddy. We don't have a quarterback, but we know we don't want you. Yeah. What? What is a quarterback? Says the team with no quarterback. Yeah, like we got, we're still interested in seeing what Sam Darnold can do. Yeah, like whoa, 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 Baker. Whoa. There aren't a lot of options for him at this point. That's where it's getting sad and crazy. Is that is he not? Is he thirty third? I don't think so. I mean, the Seahawks are they're they're sticking behind the fact that yeah we want to we want to see what Drew Locke's got. Um, not much. We can spoil it. know this. I mean, look, he had a chance with the thinnest air he can find. Right? Like, where are, where are the, the options at this point? Maybe Washington makes a play for him. Uh, you know, I, back I, think, up? I think the Browns would rather back up certainly in play. I think the Browns would, would rather trade him somewhere than let him end up a Pittsburgh Steeler. Steelers would be so whack this year. So whack. I can see that happening. Me too. Like, okay. Bills don't need him. Dolphins don't need him. Jets don't need him. Patriots don't need him. Ravens don't need him. Bengals don't need him. Browns, I don't think that's pretty much over. Uh, Steelers, question mark. Texans. Eh, could, do you add that degree of dysfunction to this team? I, I think let's just, let's in this play. play. Yeah. I don't know. I think they they probably let Davis Mills play, but you can't rule it out. So okay. Um, Colts have Matt Ryan. Jaguars have Lawrence. Titans have Tannehill. Broncos Russell Wilson. Chiefs have have Mahomes. Chargers have Herbert. Raiders have Carr. Cowboys have uh, have Dak. The Giants. The Giants. Eh, you know maybe, but how many high draft pick busts can you have on one team? The Eagles are certainly not going to trade for Baker Mayfield. The Commanders. I I don't think that's that's totally crazy. Um, the Bears is not going to happen. How would you feel about how would you feel about him as a Detroit Lion? We just re-signed David Blau and Tim Boyle. We oh, are so fine. <laughs> yeah, that that is basically like what the Panthers said to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, guys, we we, guys. We, we've got Blau and Tim Boyle. We're yeah, what uh, do you mean? We're pretty set here. Thanks for <laughs> your interest. Uh, put your arms around them. Like we got these guys. Is there, is there a scenario, and I thought about this before, if he's willing to sign cheaply enough, and uh, I don't know if there's going to be an alternative at this point, go back Aaron Rodgers up for a couple of years. It'd have to be. It, the humbling would have to be for something like that. Yeah. Vikings aren't making the move. The Falcons aren't making the move. They brought in Marcus Mariota. Uh, the Panthers flat out said no. The Saints have their guy. Look, I guess. Uh, how about... You think you think he could go back up Tom Brady for a year? 
Uh, I think he and uh, B.A. would have some interesting film room session. Yeah, I think Brady might also hate him. I think they're the anti-whatever each other is. Yeah, well, greatest of all time. And um, thank you. <laughs> The uh, the Rams are set, the 49ers are set, and the uh, the Seahawks. I, I mean, that's the last option, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean he'll play. He'll play in the USFL. If it's- and Garoppolo is out there, going to be traded to somebody. Oh, and he's definitely, definitely higher. Oh, for sure. I mean, now there there's a the um, shoulder injury is going to be a, a factor for Garoppolo, but this doesn't look. The great. Panthers are probably holding out for. Wait. <laughs> That is basically akin to holding out for mediocrity. He has a certain mediocrity spice, though. It's like, no, that's you know, mediocrity plus. Once, once he got to the 49ers, the 49ers did become a good football team. Like, they won. That was the year. Oh, man. Is that? Did the Browns? No. Nah, the Browns got the first pick in the draft that year because the 49ers went on that roll. And they, they won, like, five in a row. I just can't remember if that was the year that brought the Browns Baker or not, or if it was the Miles. Don't six degree it, but probably. That's that's weird. Um, yeah. So today's move. Boy, this came out of nowhere. Got it. Got the ESPN update. The Kansas City Chiefs trade Tyree Kill to the Miami Dolphins, who were five draft picks: a first, a second. Uh, the first, second, and a fourth this year, a fourth and a sixth next year. Yeah, the Chiefs know exactly what time it is. The Chiefs know what time it is. I'm cool with it. It's juju time. It's ju- oh, that disgusts me. They will, they will obviously take a step back. I don't know how big of a step. So, it, you know, grain of salt this one. But they're about. To, they're going to reload. They're going to reposition themselves. That window looked weird. Looked funny. Yeah. And they're going to reposition themselves and they're doing it the right way. And you give up the, if you have pieces, you know, you let, you let, you let Tyron Matthew go. Uh, you let Tyreek go and you keep your quarterback who had, had no option to leave. And right. Thinking about like it, but $230 million in debt. Yeah, and, and that's not who you want to go, but though, whatever is the next iteration of your attempt at greatness, um, yeah. Mahomes is going to go for, whereas You've got to get those other guys out, not necessarily because you don't want them, but because they're going to do what we've always done and we can't do that anymore. And so you do it before their stock is low and you let one walk and then you got one, you got something back, a lot back for one. I like it. Uh, and I'm happy for Tyreek is, of course, get your money, get your Skrilla. And um, oh, I, I didn't even mention that. Please talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Tyreek signs a uh, four-year, $120 million extension, including $72.2 million of guaranteed money, making him now the highest-paid receiver in NFL history. That's pretty cool. He's like 5'6". So that's pretty right? cool that he... <laughs> and he may or may not have, uh, you know, injured his child. But hey, whatever. Yeah, like, this is crazy. This is... this is We're in a different time. Like, this, this is the highest-paid receiver. You know, highest-paid quarterbacks also kind of... It's questionable. This is a crazy time, you know? Yeah, and there's some uh, good wide receivers coming up for contract extensions very Ooh. soon, who I would imagine are very happy people right now. Jumping at the bit. Also, and I, I said this in uh, on the Twitter today, but mm-hmm. 
I think the real winner of this trade is is Juju. I mean, yes. Juju, like Juju had like but no market last year. Signs a one-year prove-it deal with the Chiefs, and now he's going to be the number one wide receiver in maybe the NFL's most high-powered offense. I mean, he's going to prove it. He's going to prove it, I think, almost by proxy. Like, they're definitely going to draft a wide receiver in the first in the first two rounds. I would expect the first round. But, I mean, Juju's going to be the focal point. It's so crazy. I don't like that he uh, bailed upwards in that way, but at least, yeah. again... Well, if I have to throw race into it, at least it's happened to a black guy. It could have been. I struggled to find a white wide receiver who is not Cooper Cup. But hey. ter- we've we've done a number. We've done a number. <laughs> we've done a number on the white wide receiver and the white defensive back. And yet, the greatest receiver in football today is a white guy. So it's you know that's that's got to hurt. It's got to sting. <laughs> he worked at a bootstrap though. He's a bootstrap. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Nothing naturally I, I would imagine that is as painful to to the black community <laughs> as uh, as Eminem being the best rapper in the world. When that happened, when that happened, we had to rally around it, and that's what is probably we could probably do a mini a mini you know dive into this because in this comparison because I noticed off top just thinking about it that we all first rallied around Eminem. Yeah, to say like this is great. And we're, do we did I saw the same with Cooper Cup. Like, hell yeah, Cooper Cup's the best. Everybody, black, everybody. Huh. And now we're like, whoa. Huh. Like, we're going to want it to level out. And I think we're doing that with Eminem now. Like, you can still do hey, all that stuff. But Eminem was, to quote the kids, fire at the Super Bowl halftime show. He actually, he did a great job. I mean, the, 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 it seemed like you were tired. Uh, as opposed to kneeling as a statement, but I sh- yeah, I, I didn't get I that till after the fact. I thought yeah. he, I honestly thought he was just like getting out of the way to not be a distraction for the the Jay Z part or the, the Dr. Dre part. I'm telling you, that's what it, it was not impactful for the sake that it was like I would do the same had the, had kneeling never been a thing, just to get out the way slash get off my back. And look, I'm not uh, I, I think the world of Fifty for a lot of reasons, but. Not his best show. Ooh, Fifty did not care to prep. He just was like, nah, I know he was uh, he he yeah, he <laughs> leave it there. The man is an incredibly talented musician, but there is a time when you probably shouldn't wear a white beard. It, there does come a time, or we're breaking barriers, and he's so focused on this um, Showtime. Is it Showtime Universe? Is it Star? Uh, what's Stars? that? Uh, power. Yeah, like there's so much going on. I don't watch yeah. it, by the way. Well, uh, shout out to another one of the shows on the network, the QE podcast. They do uh, some some media, multimedia, pop culture reviews, and I know they've got a power review they do consistently. Also, the uh, the Marvel films, uh, the Marvel movies, stuff like that. Oh. Moon Knight coming up in just eight days. So really stay tuned. Please remind me of that. I care, but I don't care to save the date. Well, it'll show up on your Disney Plus. That's true. After what do you think of this uh to, to wrap this up what do you think of this dolphins offense now with with tua with Devonte parker with tyreek with jalen waddle with chase edmonds with mike kosicki oh boy and and uh, teron armstead signed today armstead yeah good shout out for him uh solid solid contribution i i'm st- i still feel weird about um doing right by tua and having him 
be the long term thing. But if I'm I'm just thinking about it immediately, You're it's going to be fun to watch. You're a hater. I am. I am, and they turned me into it. I was a Tua fan until I'm like, you don't support him enough for me to double down on like wishing Miami would do right by him. Now I'm like, move him on, move him on. Nobody needs a quarterback right now. We literally just went through this. I know. Is he? he <laughs> yeah, he's there. It'd be so funny now. if the Panthers were like, boy, we're really in the market for a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> they we'll take anybody come out at this that. point. Yeah, no, <laughs> come out with that. Like, I need that. I'll take, literally take anybody at this point. I saw, um, we'll leave it at this. We're going to go ahead and say the show's over right now. Just yeah. because I sure. later when this comes into play, I can say, oh, I said it after the show. I saw a really funny, I forget what it was, I forget where I saw it, but that how different Deshaun Watson's version of the progressive commercials would be than uh, than Baker's version, where Deshaun has to go around and announcing his presence to his neighbors. It'd be different. Oh, it's a different take. It is a different angle. Slightly different angle. Different take. Um, um, it's going to be interesting to watch that the situation and so many more play out. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL show. Um, we'll be back. We'll see if it's next week or in a couple. Uh, certainly going to certainly going to talk for the draft. And in the meantime, Keep an eye out for you know, furthering episodes of In Pursuit of a Parlay, available on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, and all of that stuff. And check out the uh, Season 2 trailer for Mario Show Praise the Freeze, available everywhere you get all of our underdog podcasts. And uh, that's going to be coming next week. Yeah, that trailer's dropping next week. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Can we talk why so much shirtless in the video? Oh man, I'm giving the people what they want, which is something to make them. I can accept that. Solid response. You should really, <laughs> you should really talk to Deshaun Watson's lawyers. That's going to be <laughs> it for this week's episode. Again, of the NFL Show. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you.